0: From Miami Law, I'm Annette Ugez, and this is The Explainer.
1: But it seems to me that what we have is a multi-layer hairball of partisan disinformation, confusion of people who think they know what the current president wants, Our current president said, if people are allowed to vote by mail, no Republican will ever win an election again. And all I can say as the wife of a politician who was not a Republican and is certainly not in politics now, um, well, no, that's not true, because in his days in um, Democratic politics, They always waited to the vote by mail to come in because that was thought to be a Republican stronghold. And there's very little evidence of partisan
0: valence to voting by mail. Welcome back to another season of the Miami Law Explainer, the legal affairs podcast where Miami law experts lend context and historical relevance to today's headlines. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy stands accused of straying from the neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night motto of United States Postal Service. Elections, finance reform, and constitutional scholar Francis Hill drops us a letter of explanation. Let's go to executive producer Catherine Skip with the interview.
2: Good morning, Francis. Welcome back. Thanks, Catherine. Good to be here. Great. Uh, Let's start with the framers' intent being... The post office being one of the few federal agencies explicitly authorized by Constitution and predates the Constitution itself, right? It really does. It was always
1: understood that if we were going to have a big country, we we needed a post office. We needed a lot of post offices and postal service. And so it is there in Article 2, Article 1 of the Constitution, rather, which is the authority of Congress, the post office is supposed to be under Congress, and that's where the Constitution put it, okay, because great. you have to um, allocate appropriate money for it, and that's what Congress
2: does. right. And so where where how has Congress failed in, in what's going on now um, to live up to those constitutional obligations? Well, I think that there was a 1970s
1: bill in which they created this modern structure that gave the president a lot more authority to appoint personnel. And that does not seem to have been a very good idea. It was a long time ago, predates everybody who's in politics now. But what they did also was to require that the post office pay in advance for its health costs. And that's what created the idea that they were in debt because mm-hmm. operationally they were running
2: just fine. With uh, with regards to the appointment of Postmaster General uh, DeJoy, um, he seems to be kind of an outlier. Uh, can we say that he's no Benjamin Franklin? Well, he certainly
1: isn't Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin said two things that kind of matter here, I think. One is... The Constitution gives us a republic if we can keep it, and we might say that the entire process around Mr. DeJoy raises the question of how are we going to keep it through the 2020 election if they start interfering with the delivery and collection of the um, vote-by-mail ballots. And so... Um, I think that, yes, Benjamin Franklin is not in charge and we could use him about this point, I think. Um, So so we're left with, I think, this sort of flirtation with privatization in 1970 and then kind of ignoring the post office. And what we end up with now, just when we have both a pandemic and. that means that people are maybe afraid to vote. We also then have the experience of the 2016 election where the Senate report, um, which I remind you, the Senate's in Republican hands, a 1,000-page report on how the Russians didn't simply meddle. They launched cyber attacks against our election in 2016, and there is no doubt about it, says the Republican Senate Committee. So Mm -hmm. and they all signed off on this. So we now have the Russians on one hand and the virus on the other hand. And in the middle, we're trying to run an election with a Mm -hmm. post office that, shall we say, is gimpy. Okay. And is destroying its own capacity just Mm -hmm. at the moment for who knows what reason. I will point out that Mr. DeJoy has no experience with the post office. He does have experience with a logistics company, and he is a very active Republican and kind of beyond that. He gives lots of money. That's fine. Everybody has a right to give money. But what he has also done is he has been on... um the Republican Party's Finance Committee, and I believe the only one of those guys left standing who hasn't had to resign because of some corruption or other misbehavior. And so at least he wasn't, and I think he's the last one of that original Mm -hmm. group. But he's really a Trump insider is what he is. and He's very mm-hmm. loyal to the president's given two million dollars to the Trump efforts mm-hmm. over the years, which even for him, I think, is money. Um, and um, and he came in kind of all flags flying. He was going to change everything overnight and didn't understand anything about the post office. Mm-hmm. So that's always a bad sign, no matter what you're trying to run. Right, um,
2: also, um in in regard, I, I can't help but thinking that uh, destroying the post office actually helps his his company because they would would get more business and and maybe other perks that he's kind of gotten uh, through his uh, relationship with Trump, like help for his family or help for his business.
1: Well, apparently his wife is being considered for appointment as ambassador to Canada. Um, Who knew? Um, And in addition, it's not clear whether his existing logistics company would be a direct beneficiary or whether he'd create another company that built on the rubble he had made of the current postal system. And then would say, look at how profitably I can run it now. Um, it is, all of that is a bit murky. We do know that he was appointed through a process spearheaded by Secretary of Treasury Mnuchin, who started out complaining about Amazon, which the president has always complained on, that, that the post office doesn't charge Jeff Bezos enough. And Jeff Bezos, we know, is the publisher of The Washington Post which has mm-hmm. not been Trump friendly for the last three and a half years. And so we're beginning to build this network of interactions and confusions and and, um, you know, things that people can disagree with each other about. Um, and into this steps Mr. Joy in mid-June. He's been there almost not at all. And as soon as he got there, he began doing things like removing the mail sorting machines.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: more ominously, I think they have destroyed the um, components of those systems that mark the barcodes, read the barcodes and enable the sorting to use the barcodes. which says to me this was well considered as something that would slow down the delivery of all the mail, including the um, vote by mail envelopes which depend crucially on barcodes like everything else in our society. So it's almost impossible to put those machines back in. And indeed, there's been a memo that went out while Mr. Joy was there ordering. He didn't sign it. The head of maintenance or something signed it and Uh said, do
2: not under any circumstances reinstall these machines. I saw yesterday that a couple of uh of. I think it was in Spokane and maybe in Dallas, where I guess they didn't destroy them the way they were instructed, and they're putting them back in and, and firing them up. Yeah, they literally didn't get the memo, and they're not turning back now. And they must
1: have saved the barcode readers, because apparently in a lot of locations, those have just been completely made to disappear.
2: Um, right. It's not as though he didn't realize this was coming in June. It wasn't like he started this a year ago before anyone had had heard of of a pandemic on the on the way. Well, ever since the uh,
1: election in Wisconsin in April, we have known about the pandemic. We've known about the fears of in person voting. We've known about the difficulty of running the polling places because the elderly people who tend to our uh, staff those um are in such danger from the virus um all this has been known since april he got to the post office in june immediately began ripping things up and ripping machines out and and then they put out the um letter to 46 states saying, um, I don't think we're going to get the ballots to you on time. Just thought you'd like a heads up, kind of have a nice day. (laughs) Um, And this has been described by several sources as a simply covering one's own derriere in the policy world. So if it goes bad, the post office can say, don't say we didn't warn you. Right. Um, they are in some places apparently still taking out post boxes, um, which they promised not to do. And in the hearings this um, Friday and then this Monday, in neither House of Congress did Mister DeJoy agree that he would fix the damage he's caused and put the machines back and put the post office, Put the post boxes back. He simply said he won't take any more out. And what he hadn't, I think, counted on was thousands of postal workers with cell phones, with cameras in them. And they have been taking pictures of the backup of the mail, the machines sitting there in a state of disrepair, things um, literally in the alleys being thrown out. And they hadn't realized that people really like the post office. Uh huh, and um and and depend on it. And so, when the hero of um the Hurricane Katrina General Honore who went down and sorted out New Orleans, uh huh, he's he sorted out why elderly veterans General Honore is in his nineties, as he tells everybody. Um, and he pointed out that one gets one's meds from the VA through the Postal Service. I'm particularly horrified by the story of the dead baby chickens in Massachusetts because they couldn't deliver them. They stuck them in a corner, and so they all suffocated. Um. Now, this is not only cruelty to animals and possibly a crime. Um. It is also an incredible waste of money and a business cost for people who raise chickens and sell eggs and and people sure. who eat meat um, should be aware that their Thanksgiving dinner just died in Massachusetts if they're not having turkey. So all of this has been going on around this. And meanwhile, the president keeps saying whatever pops into his head at the moment about vote by mail. Mm-hmm. He of course and Mrs. Trump have sent their application for a vote by mail ballot here to Florida because they they claim to live in Mar-a-Lago now, and so they always vote by mail. Which oh no, says, but that
2: that's different, right? He says that's different somehow. He, he, look, he's it's different
1: because he's the president and he has to be <laughs> in Washington, so. Um, so this is now this very conflated issue. And a lot of people want to be able to vote by mail. They're confused. The people who believe in the president um, are very upset because a lot of them have voted for by mail for years and years, and now they're confused and unhappy. So how can they vote for the president? The Republican Party is beginning to worry about this a bit. Um, the down ballot um, candidates of both parties are very worried that this might suppress the vote and therefore interfere with their races. The um, The consequences of this have not been, shall we say, well considered on the front end of causing this problem. Right. And so now we're left with this incredible array of concerns, all of them legitimate, about how are we going to conduct a presidential election where there's both a pandemic and Russia. And, mm-hmm. you know, we now know what they did in 2016. They went well beyond meddling. It was right, an attack. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody believes they're going to be at it again. Mueller told Congress that the the Senate committee believes that. Um, and, and here we are. Um, that. It's amazing, isn't it, that Ben Franklin's concern that we protect our republic would come to involve the post office, which I think even Ben Franklin, with his tremendous mind, had not imagined a mess like this. Right. Um,
2: Yeah. Do you think there uh, is there any sort of silver lining where people are so now highly educated about both the the pitfalls and I don't know pitfalls um where where people will make a much bigger effort to order that on that ba- ballot early and get that ballot in early so that it might actually um increase turnout that we might not have seen had we not have this big kerfuffle um- I hope so. There are
1: a lot of public interest groups, the political parties, a lot of civic associations, churches are all trying to work with their people and saying you have to do this early. Florida sent out requests for absentee ballots very early um, and in July, actually, so that you could do the primary and the general election separately or both of them the same time. We we just don't know what's going to happen. I hope that it has made people vigilant about patrolling the post offices with their cell phones as the voting unfolds and that people are alert to the fact that ballots could be just thrown out if this is a real plot to um, just suppress votes from particular areas or particular constituencies. We know that um, there has always been the feeling among African-American voters, they don't trust vote by mail, they prefer to go in person. I don't know how they're going to react to this because they worry that their ballots will be messed with. There's been um, some good research um, done on how um, ballots of various um, types of Americans tend to be um, invalidated, the vote-by-mail ballots at higher rates than others. We don't know if that's going on. Being, of course, from Florida, my nightmare is that every state's going to turn into Florida 2000. And we're all going to be standing around arguing about barcodes and postmarks if they even are going to bother to postmark the mail now, because often there are not postmarks on the mail that we get. Um, one can imagine nightmare scenarios. One can imagine scenarios of people so determined that they would crawl over broken glass to vote or as same thing, really, they would go through the process of the first time they've ever voted by mail. But um, the best systems allow voters to track their ballot. It's a bit like, you know, FedEx. You can find out where it is and has it been delivered. And I hope for people in states that have that, they will do that. I hope that people will insist that they be offered evidence that their vote was received and that it was properly considered. I think there's going to be, if this election's close and most elections are close now, there's going to be litigation that is going to look as though it will never end. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if um, there has been so much damage, which I fear may be the case, here in this inexplicable mess, because when one stands back from it, we're left with one question. How did this happen? Mm -hmm. Why are we in this mess? We know it's the pandemic, but it looks to me as though the pandemic has been weaponized as an excuse to use the postal system to attack mail-in ballots and therefore depress the vote of constituencies that may not, it is thought, favor one or the other of the candidates. And in this process, we end up with Mr. DeJoy, about whom I know nothing, Um, but he seems, I know about as much about him as he seems to know about the post office. And which is to say, back to the word nothing. Um, and it's the first postmaster general we've ever had with no previous experience with the postal system, which I think um is like a bad idea.
2: Criminal. I believe what, what can Congress do? In the next ninety days that we have leading up to uh, election day, is Congress, there anything that Congress can like take over this and and do? Congress a patch? can't
1: take over, take it over, and um, Senator McConnell will make sure that the Senate takes no action whatsoever. Even though a number of the members of the Senate who are running this year would like this fixed because they don't want their voters. In many states they like Colorado they've been voting for mail for their senators for a long time so as you can tell there's concern and mm-hmm. but I think what can be done I think the House of Representatives under Nancy Pelosi can continue to exercise oversight on this more hearings demand for documents if the House committee had not received that document showing how much the mail had slowed down Mr. DeJoy would have sat there under oath denying that the mail delivery had shut down. He couldn't Mm -hmm. do it because that um, document somehow just found its way to um, Chairwoman Maloney of the House Oversight Committee. So it's going to have to be that. It's going to have to be vigilant citizens. All of us have to send in our ballots very, very early. I urge people who feel they could work as poll workers to volunteer as poll workers so there can be um, vote-in-person and early voting places to go. I am hoping that um, election offices will be able to put out ballot collection boxes that are not postal. Mm-hmm. Um where um ballots can legitimately be turned in. I believe that there is going to be ongoing litigation between now and the election over this issue, along with many other issues that are currently being litigated. It is an amazing array of litigation, and we shouldn't have to use money for litigation of this type. The elections ought to be considered. A sacred part of our irreplaceable democratic system, and we shouldn't have to fight like this. But the post office is an issue now. No one trusts anyone. And that, of course, is part of a plot, if there is a plot, that if we don't trust anything, maybe people will just stay home, which is the worst possible result. The best result is for every one of us to do our very best to get our ballot in early and to track it if we can and make sure it's been received, and then to make sure that they don't disallow it on signature matches or other little hyper-technicalities. That would be redolent of the old era of pregnant chads in the 2000 (laughs) um, recount here in Florida. Um, And that's, I think, the best we can do. And I would also urge people, do not listen to all the political disinformation. Um, Vote. As President Obama said in his talk, don't let anyone take your power away from you. And ultimately, as the first sentence of the Constitution says, we, the people of the United States, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. An election is much more than just putting people in office. An election is reaffirming our democracy time after time after time. And so that's what we have at stake again this year with of all things the post office becoming <laughs> part of the controversy um and we can't have government like this going forward we just can't perfect perfect
2: um and uh, is there a final takeaway you want to leave to our listeners well um I think
1: I've been trying to figure out the question of how is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is it so bad? Yes, the pandemic is terrible. But it seems to me that what we have is a multi-layer hairball of partisan disinformation, confusion of people who think they know what the current president wants, Uh, current president said, if people are allowed to vote by mail, no Republican will ever win an election again. And all I can say as the wife of a politician who was not a Republican and is certainly not in politics now. um, Well, no, that's not true because in his days in um, Democratic politics, They always waited to the vote by mail to come in because that was thought to be a Republican stronghold. And there's very little evidence of partisan valence to voting by mail.
2: Perfect. Well, this has been great and and very timely. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Catherine. All right. See you later. See you.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us at The Explainer. If you love our show, leave us a five-star review with your podcast provider and ask your friends to subscribe. You can always drop us a comment at explainer at miami.edu. Our show is engineered and edited by Christopher Alzadi with theme music composed by Rady Kim from the Frost School of Music. I'm your host, Annette Uges. Today's episode is brought to you by Miami Law's upcoming symposium, Defending and Promoting Civil Rights in a Time of COVID on September 17th. For more information, visit law.miami.edu forward slash COVID civil rights.